Did this dog's mustache capture the heart of Karate King Bruce Lee? Can this breed smell 25 times better than a human? Is this the best dog to watch TV with? Is this the breed favored by Elvis and Martha Stewart? Dogs 101 celebrates man's best friend. Today, the Brittany, the miniature Schnauzer, the Toy Fox Terrier, the Chow Chow. And we start with a breed that inspired Paul McCartney, the Old English Sheepdog. Who can resist? This fun-loving creature looks a whole lot like a giant stuffed animal come to life. Old English Sheepdogs are huge, puffy. The first thing anybody wants to do is give it a huge hug. Huge they may be, but President Franklin Delano Roosevelt humorously named his Old English Sheepdog Tiny. And Paul McCartney's fluffy friend Martha inspired at least three Beatles songs, including Fool on the Hill. Featured in movies like The Shaggy Dog, the Old English Sheepdog's bear-like appearance gives them star appeal. Old English Sheepdogs are perfect for people who um, want a lot of attention when they walk down the street, because this is probably the hairiest dog out there. Like all purebreds, they have a history. These charismatic canines can trace their origins back to the early 19th century, when they were used to herd sheep and cattle in Western England. History has it that shepherds looked to avoid taxes levied on pet owners and docked their tails to show they were working dogs. And that's how they got the nickname of Bobtail. For many years, the dogs were shunned as pets. Their coats were called profuse, conjuring up images of extreme grooming. To this day, they're still not the most common pooch in the park. You don't see too many of them, and I think that's probably because of the perception of how much work it takes to maintain one. A marked characteristic of this buoyant breed is its bark, which some describe as dark and gravelly. It's kind of a raspy, Demi Moore type bark. It's really unique. Although tail docking is sometimes considered controversial, the Old English Sheepdog's bobbed tail is a common feature of the breed. This Old English Sheepdog is such a feature at this place of work that customers and townspeople are rallying around his special cause. At Bat's Body and Paint in Greensboro, North Carolina, five-year-old Caden is the shop mascot. Yeah. Hi, can I help you? Brightening the day for employees and customers whose cars are in bad shape. When customers come here, they've had an accident, so some of them, of course, are upset. So Caden's there, and he seems to bring them peace when they come in. And he keeps them laughing when his herding instincts kick in. Running around customers' cars to keep them from leaving is one of his favorite pastimes. Aren't you nice? <laughs> hey, buddy. Caden is lovingly cared for by the Bats family. Janet, Ken, and their son, John, who's had Caden since he was a puppy. I love Caden to death. He's my first pet, my first dog that I've actually owned myself. To me, he's more than just a dog. He's like my best friend, uh, my buddy. So naturally, John became concerned when he noticed something unusual while petting him one day. And he had these big lumps around his neck and I took him into the vet 
And when I took him there, they did some test biopsies on his neck and found out that he had cancer. Caden's diagnosis was lymphatic cancer, common in dogs. His prognosis was uncertain. They said he could live a year, two years, three years, or could be just months. His only hope for survival? 16 rounds of aggressive and expensive chemotherapy that John could not afford. His parents offered to help. It wouldn't be easy, but putting the dog down was not an option. It's part of the family, and you just can't, I, we couldn't do that. It's no, there's no way we could uh, put him down like it, or you know, gotta give him a chance. When chemo finally started, Caden suffered what most human chemo patients experience, weight loss, fatigue, hair loss. The Batses worried about their gentle giant, and their customers did too. Several people had called about him, and they had uh, asked if they could help. That's when the Batses got an idea, turned the donation box for their local animal shelter into a donation box for Caden's treatments. The response was incredible. But the Batses still didn't know if Caden's treatments were doing more harm than good. And their concerns about the dog's chemotherapy cost mounted until a colleague reached out. How you feel today? You feel okay? Parts delivery man Bill Farrington felt a special sympathy for Caden because he lost his mother to cancer two years before. He notified the local paper about Caden's problem. And soon, this sheepdog was big news. I wanted the public to know what Katie was going through and what I just went through with my mother. And believe it or not, it may sound strange between a dog and human being, but they're very much alike and with cancer. I would like to make a small contribution. To in no time, cards and letters began pouring in. Dearest Caden, enclosed is a small check to help with your chemotherapy. I was very touched by the story in the paper. The support from the community helped keep the treatments going for Caden, and it was worth it. Within a few weeks, they received some good news. The tumors were shrinking. I was so surprised. It's been wonderful. I'm really appreciative. Four months into treatment, Caden still has good and bad days. He's doing real good. The Batses realized Caden's cancer could return, but they enjoy what he brings to their lives today. Next to his health, what they feel most thankful for is the community's support. Every little penny helps a lot, and it just shows how many people really care about him. As long as this shop hound is around, you can be sure to find him doing what he does best, bringing sunshine to everyone else. Sick or well, the old English sheepdog is not a low-maintenance pet. Their size and exuberance demand lots of exercise, about an hour every day. You're better off with a good-sized yard where they can romp and release all that childlike energy. They can suffer from health problems like hip dysplasia and cataracts. The bigger concern, though, is whether or not you want to care for all that hair. I can't think of a dog that's more difficult to groom than an old English sheepdog. They need a thorough brushing three to four hours a week. Removing matted hair prevents skin problems, and their bangs need attention, too. You can choose to either put their hair up in a knot or just make sure it's groomed in front of their eyes. Training these people-loving pets should be a rewarding activity. They're really easy to train. They're really intelligent. As a family dog, Old English Sheepdogs fit right in. These highly social animals are protective of children. Just make sure to monitor young ones. 
So you need to make sure that kids understand that they are not to be climbed all over. The gist of it is that the old English sheepdog is not for everyone. These animals need lots of exercise and prefer room to roam. They can suffer from health problems like hip dysplasia, cataracts, and like many breeds, cancer. And unless clipped short, their coat demands hours of weekly grooming. On the other hand, training them is a pleasure, and as long as small children are monitored, they make wonderful family pets. If you've got the time, energy, and love to spare, the Old English Sheepdog is sure to reward you with laughter and loyalty for many years. Did you know Sigmund Freud's Chow Chow, Jofi, attended all his therapy sessions? He said it helped him assess the mental state of his patients. Other famous Chow Chow owners include 30th President Calvin Coolidge, Elvis Presley, and Martha Stewart. Arguably one of the most beautiful and admired dog breeds, the Chow Chow is a bona fide head turner. A Chow Chow looks kind of like a cross between a lion and a bear. In fact, like the bear, the Chow Chow is the only dog born with 44 teeth compared to other dogs that have 42 teeth. And while they have a cute and cuddly exterior, many Chows have a reputation for aggression. This is a dog that definitely has, you know, been known to be a little bit aggressive in the past and, and a little bit standoffish with kids and with strangers. The Chow Chow is ranked one of America's most dangerous dog breeds. And many insurance companies refuse homeowners policies for people who own Chow Chows. Despite its reputation, almost all properly trained and socialized Chows make wonderful loyal companions. Once you get through the outer layers of this dog's personality, they're amazing, warm, loving spirits. <laughs> The Chow Chow is one of the most ancient dog breeds. It originated in northern China more than 2,000 years ago. Chow Chow is seen in Chinese pottery as early as the Han Dynasty. Many believe the Chow came from crossing Tibetan Mastiffs and Samoyeds, while others argue it's the original ancestor of the Samoyed, Pomeranian, Norwegian Elkhound, and Kazund. The Chow was bred to be an all-around working dog. Chinese emperors and merchants used them for hunting, pulling sleds, and most notably, guarding. Once thought to ward off evil spirits by the Chinese, the Chow Chow's most well-known characteristic is his blue-black tongue. Which is um, a little disarming if you're not prepared for it, um, but is of course one of the things that people find most charming ultimately about the breed. Chow puppies are born with pink tongues that darken as they age. Chows also have their distinctive straight hind legs, which swing back and forth like a pendulum, giving them a stilted gait. And the most immediately recognizable of any characteristic is their dense double coat that is either smooth or rough. Very profuse with that rough that gives it a very lion-esque appearance. The lion-like Chow Chow comes in five colors, red, black, cream, blue, and cinnamon. Red is the most popular. These fluffy coats are ripe for hugging. And Daniel and Iva Kelly can't give enough affection to their beloved Chow Chows, Liberty, and Justice. 
I love liberty and justice as if they were my own children. They come with uh, my husband and I everywhere we go. That's a good boy, buddy. The loyalty is second to none. They will make sure at all times that you're safe. And Dan's not kidding. The Kellys live in the Catskill Mountains of New York, an area where civilization and the wild collide. Living in Saugerties, New York, um, there's an overpopulation of black bear. Unfortunately, as their world is becoming smaller, they are coming more and more on the properties, really causing problems at times with people. Dan and Iva always knew their chows were the quintessential guard dogs, but they never imagined they would step up and be heroes in the fight of their lives. One night, loud noises erupted from my front porch. I opened the door. I saw this big mitt coming at me like this. I realized how close this bear actually was. I stuck out my hand and it was probably about a foot to a foot and a half beyond that. The bear had Dan cornered and was ready for an attack. All of a sudden, my male chow chow darts out in front of me and grabs a hold of the bear. And then Justice ran out in front of it to try to coax it away. She was leaping in the air and she was taking pecks of the bear's stomach. It wasn't quick enough to quite get her. Unable to run back inside, Dan was trapped on his porch with the bear. Every time I moved towards the door, the bear would make three steps towards me. Inside the house, Dan's wife made a frantic call to 911. All I could feel was fear, fear of, of losing my whole family in one night. I didn't think there was any way they would survive. For as long as they were brawling, I was figuring out how I could stay safe. Suddenly, the bear bolted with the dogs in hot pursuit. Then, an eerie silence. He feared for the worst at that point because there, was, there were, wasn't any barking. Then, he saw some movement. The bear was right where I'm standing right now, in between the tree and the fence, and the dogs were on each side of him. Suddenly, the bear scaled the tree and jumped over the fence out of sight. Justice had no internal injuries, no visible injuries. Liberty had one visible tooth mark around his neck and one paw that was swollen. Since the attack, these heroic chow chows are local celebrities in the town. Wherever we go, it's the talk of the town. They are heroes. They're heroes to the canine world and uh, to, to the owner as well. And they went after the bear, even though they could have died doing it. I truly believe that our chows saved my husband's life. And I know in my heart that a chow, um, once it is your chow, will give its life in a second. Fiercely loyal and protective of their owners, chows can make great pets, but don't always appreciate being fussed over by children or strangers. Chow chows can make amazing companions for adults. I think that they are probably not the right companions for young children. Chows are not an active breed, so apartment living is okay as long as they receive daily scheduled exercise. When a chow chow is not exercised, usually they become a little bit more lethargic, a little overweight, and also a little bit cranky at times. 
We don't like cranky chow chows. They thrive in cold weather and are prone to heat stroke. So chows need to be in a cool place on hot days. Chows are seasonal heavy shedders and regular grooming is important. They have a very, very dense, thick coat that needs constant brushing. Chows can be very territorial and take their home and family very seriously. So training and socialization need to start early. Let them meet people, let them meet other pets. If it's not socialized, it'll bond with the family and you could have problems with people just coming into your home. When it comes to health, chows are not always the sturdiest breed. Chow chows actually do have a lot of health issues. The most common being elbow and hip dysplasia. So in general, chow chows thrive in cold climates. They are prone to several health issues, including hip and elbow dysplasia and entropion. They should be brushed daily. Training and socialization should start from puppyhood. And these dogs do best with an experienced adult family. The Toy Fox Terrier may be small enough to fit in your pocket, but his spirit is as large as a house. But did you know that a fondness for watching television is considered a breed trait? And that a three-legged Toy Fox Terrier ran for mayor of Jacksonville, Oregon. His campaign slogan was kindness and kibbles for everyone. They're just cute as can be and they actually will entertain you. They just find a way to make you laugh. Toy Fox Terriers are one of the few breeds to originate in the United States. It's called the Amertoy because it's the American toy breed. As terriers, these ratters are natural hunters of vermin and small game. The Toy Fox Terrier was bred to be so small so that they could be carried in the saddlebags um, of people on horseback. And then when they would put them on the ground, they would chase small game. They are descended from the Smooth Fox Terrier, the Italian Greyhound, the Manchester Terrier, and the Chihuahua. Some even think miniature pinchers contributed to the breed. Their hunting dog ancestry explains their intelligence and their natural ability at agility sports. Clowns capitalized on this proclivity under the big top. Toy Fox Terriers can walk a tightrope and jump four feet straight up into the air. As part of the toy class, these smooth-coated, tri-colored dogs are small in stature, ranging from three and a half to seven pounds. They measure eight to 11 inches at the shoulders. In addition to their size, the Toy Fox Terrier has three standout traits. They have large bat-like ears. These miniature radar dishes follow all the action and make this pup an excellent guard dog. Next to the ears, the short tail is this dog's second most expressive feature. This is one of the few breeds born with a naturally bobbed tail. Finally, you can recognize this breed by their long spindly legs. Although it accentuates their prancing, this is the Toy Fox Terrier's biggest vulnerability. While this is a sturdy dog, they are very small and they do have frail legs and I would hate to see a child drop a Toy Fox Terrier on the ground. The AKC standard says they have a propensity to watching TV. You know, just keep the remote control away from them, right? And this Toy Fox Terrier, Guido, is no exception. He loves to watch TV with his owners, Joe and Bill. This little family lives in sunny Laguna Niguel, California, where Bill is a real estate agent and Joe works from home and is Guido's constant companion. 
You know, all he wants to do is he just wants to be with you all day long, which is the wonderful part about having such a small dog because he really can be with you all day long. We take him to restaurants. Guido loves riding in the car. Guido loves walking in the park, definitely going to the beach. Squirrels. Uh, he loves chasing squirrels. <laughs> um, he's pretty cool about flying in an airplane. He watches television. One night, they were watching their favorite reality show, Survivor, when a new program was announced. It was seeking contestants for the amazing race. Bill and Joe knew they wanted to be a part of it, but how could they make themselves stand out from the thousands of other teams applying? They decided to take advantage of their little dog's big personality. They put Guido on camera as part of their audition tape. Facts to CBS, facts from Guido. I'm a toy fox terrier and I want you to select my two fathers for your TV program, please. Bill and Joe thought it would be funny to have their dog talking in the audition tape. They gave Guido a sarcastic, funny voice, having him poke fun at their personalities. They can ski really well, but they can't really do everything else anything so special. They go to the gym a lot, but mainly it's just to stay pumped up and look pretty. Using Guido definitely caught the attention of casting director Lynn Spillman. We get thousands of tapes, and it's not often you get a tape from a dog. So it was very shocking, and everyone started gathering around the TV. Look at this, look at this, we got a tape from a dog. And you start watching the tape, and not only was Guido adorable, but we loved the team. We loved Joe and Bill. Out of the thousands of applications, Bill and Joe were one of 11 pairs selected to compete in the first season of The Amazing Race. They decided to call their team Team Guido in honor of their special Toy Fox Terrier who had helped them earn a place on the show. While Guido enjoyed his vacation in San Diego with Bill's sister, Team Guido was having the adventure of a lifetime. Over the 39 days of filming, Bill and Joe struggled to take the lead as they traveled the world. Third across the finish line, they never forgot the four-legged friend they left behind. And although Bill and Joe became reality TV stars, it may be Guido who is the biggest star of all. Guido has the it factor. We call it the it factor. He is spunky. He's got charisma. Guido's a star. Like Guido, Toy Fox Terriers love attention. Probably more often than not, a Toy Fox Terrier is going to like to play a lot. And when you have a dog that likes to play, you can teach them just about anything. While they can prosper in apartments as well as on farms, they do not like to get wet and are very susceptible to the cold. It definitely is a dog that is comfortable in most climates, except for when it's very, very cold, in which case um, it probably needs a little sweater or a coat. Although they sometimes might need a sweater, don't mistake these dogs for dolls. I do not recommend these dogs for families with children. They are a nippy little breed of dog. This dog likes to be cuddled, so they would work with someone that's elderly or even the disabled. With their diverse background, they are generally healthy and live an average of 15 years. But there are a few genetic ailments to watch out for. Toy Fox Terrier can suffer from luxating patella, which is where they have a floating kneecap. They also are prone to skin allergies and to mange. Due to their small size and smooth coat, grooming is a breeze. So in general, this tiny terrier needs special attention in cold weather and has low exercise requirements. Watch out for several genetic conditions when selecting and caring for your Toy Fox Terrier. It's an easy breed that requires minimal grooming. Easy to train and eager to please, they're great trick dogs. While they are not recommended for families with small children, 
the elderly and disabled would be able to enjoy their low-maintenance, playful companionship. I would have to say that Toy Fox Terrier is definitely a dog you're going to get very attached to. Now it's time to play Pick the Pooch. Which terrier is built more like a greyhound and is said to resemble a lamb on a leash? Can you guess which breed it is? It's the Bedlington Terrier. With his floppy ears and thick curly coat, this dog could double as a lamb. The Brittany. It's striking. It's regal. And it's one of the most happy-go-lucky hunting dogs. The Brittany became a very popular hunting dog because they have just this winning personality. And if you like to be the boss, get a Brittany. They love you. This dog is basically hardwired to obey you. This dog wants to please. It's not what you would consider to be a watchdog. It's probably a dog that if somebody broke into your house would hold a flashlight. So where do they come from? Well, it's unclear. These four-legged friends first show up in 17th century artwork. The Brittany Spaniel is thought to be named for their origins in the Brittany province of France. And it's believed that the French crossbred their Spaniels with English setters, and the English crossed them with English pointers. Whatever the case, a great dog developed. And the Brittany is still evolving, or at least its name is. In 1982, the American Kennel Club dropped the Spaniel in its name, saying the dog's behavior was more like a hunting pointer than a Spaniel retriever. So today, it's just called a Brittany. The aristocratic look of the Brittany is one of the most appealing features of the dog. The coat is soft, feathered, and fairly short. Coat colors most often found are orange and white, liver and white, or roan patterned. But it's the Brittany's special nose which makes this dog a hunting machine. Large, wide, and well-opened to allow deep breathing for intense stamina and scenting. Imagine having 25 times more smelling ability than you do now. Well, that's how sharp the Brittany's scent receptors are. And a Brittany, depending on the terrain, can smell a group of birds as far away as 75 yards. And the medium size of its strong, sturdy body is another plus. The Brittany is a really nice-sized dog. It's great for the person who wants a dog who is not too big, not too small. And it's one of the few dogs born with an already docked tail. The Brittany, one of the most popular pointers, is no doubt a first-rate hunter. In fact, this breed has won more dual championship awards than any other breed. That means the same dogs have won ribbons competing in the field and also in the show ring. Lisa Pollock's dog, Deuce, is a dual champion. He's caught up to 72 in one lick <laughs> without taking a breath. My very first Brittany I got from the pound. I couldn't believe I could get such a nice dog from the pound. Lisa and her husband Paul have had lots of Brittanies, some house pets, a few show dogs, but most have been Brittany bird dogs that love running field trials. And the Pollocks are serious about winning. That's why most of their dogs, including Sway, have trained under one of the country's leading professional field handlers, Tom Tracy Jr. Sway is a five-year-old all-age dog. We had her when she was young. We started her, and 
Boy, she showed all the potential in the world. Most Britneys don't become champions till they're usually four or five years old. Well, Sway was doing it before she was two. It's here on Tommy's 450-acre farm in Chase, Virginia, that he and his family train dozens of Britneys, using positive reinforcement to do what they do best, point birds. Tommy taps into what Britneys love to do, and that's run. But first, they must get conditioned. We go through competitions that could be 100 degrees, it could be 30 degrees, and they have to be conditioned for that, mentally and physically. Another drill, barrel work, where the dog hones his pointing skills. A tail is an expression of their feelings. If it's high and tight, they're excited. And finally, the dogs are trained to find birds, enjoy their scent, point, and they never pounce. Well, basically, pointing is the moment before the pounce. Today is the Southern Open Brittany Championship in South Hill, Virginia, where 20 Britneys will show their stuff. We just hope the dogs perform well today. Tommy speak dog? Yeah, I think he does. He thinks like a dog, and that's what you need to do to be a good trainer. Welcome to the Southern Open Brittany Championship 2009. Here's how the event works. Two dogs will run at a time, covering 800 acres of field terrain within one hour. The dog handler and judges follow along on horseback. When it gets on its game, I like for it to be very tight, head up, tail up. Give me that and a strong finish, and I'll place your dog. Of course, Britneys are trained to never harm a bird, and none are during the event. Suspense is killing us, boys. Let's roll. And she's off. Sway has birds on her brain. In and out of the brush, running and sniffing it all in, will she be able to take the title? I'm hoping she gets around clean with at least one find. It's a tough course here. It's really tight. So far, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'd like her to find a bird. It'd be real nice. <laughs> 60 minutes later, Sway's finished. All the dogs are wet and muddy, but feel good about what they've done. The dogs do know when they do well. Hey, did I do good? <laughs> yeah, they know. And so it's now up to the judges. She hunted with purpose. She hunted the right areas. And she just ran with plenty of style. Once again, it was Sway's day. The judges award her the blue ribbon. It's been a great day. We were very pleased. We had a, a couple of great performances, so you can't ask for anything better. The Brittany is happiest out running in the field, so apartment living might not be the best choice. They probably need about an hour of exercise a day. They really would do best if you had a house with a yard. And because these dogs are super smart and love to please, training is no sweat. Brittany's are very easy to train. That's why they're used in the trials, because they're so obedient. Down, down, roll, roll. The Brittany is a healthy dog, usually living about 12 years. But watch their ears. They're long and need to stay clean. They have the beautiful, long, floppy ears, which means that they do tend to be prone to ear infections. Grooming is not too tough. They're not hard to groom at all, actually. In the household, just a light combing and brushing, even once a week, we'll, we'll get by. Yep, the Brittany makes a great family pet. They are just very devoted and loyal family dogs. They are fabulous with children. In general, Brittany's love to run, so a lot of space would be ideal. They're pretty healthy dogs that require little grooming. They love to obey, so training is a piece of cake, and they do very well as family pets. Oh yeah, they're great friends. It's like having a best friend every day. 
It's the mustachioed miniature schnauzer. Back in the day, the miniature schnauzer's mustache was matted into battle armor to protect against their scratching rodent prey. Maybe that tough Fu Manchu style drew Kung Fu master Bruce Lee to own a mini schnauzer. Some people are intimidated by that. To me, they look like little, little men, and so I just kind of laugh at them when I see them. The breed's more gentlemanly qualities endeared owners like Bill Cosby, Bob Dole, and Mary Tyler Moore. Though when miniature schnauzers get together, they're hardly gentlemen. Mini schnauzers in a group are known to throw their heads back and howl like wolves. The miniature schnauzer is bouncy and bold. While all other terriers were developed on the British Isles, the miniature schnauzer is German. The terra in terrier means earth. These dogs were bred to go down into the earth to hunt vermin. It's clear that we did a very good job in creating dogs that are very, very courageous. Cross the standard schnauzer with a poodle and the affenpincher, and you get cute also known as the miniature schnauzer. Among the most lovable, enthusiastic of all of the dog breeds. Americans seem to have a soft spot for this dog. Historically, one of the most popular breeds in the United States and steadily gaining popularity. A handsome rectangular muzzle distinguishes the miniature schnauzer. The word schnauzer comes from the German for muzzle. A thick, wiry double coat would shed dirt when the dog went to ground for the rodents. It's a fiery dog with a wire coat, and when you hear wired head terrier, this one really fits the bill. One of the things they excel at is um, barking. Miniature schnauzers tend to be very easily alerted and stimulated. This breed has exceptional hearing. They can hear sound frequencies twice as high as humans and 50% higher than sheep. Miniature schnauzers are sometimes teamed up with German shepherds to guard flocks and property. The sharp-hearing schnauzers will start barking to alert the German shepherds if there is an intruder. They seem to be predisposed to really accomplishing something together, and they just really, really uh, enjoy teamwork. One miniature schnauzer and his owner are bringing teamwork to new heights, literally. Tom Ryan and his dog Atticus hike up New Hampshire's White Mountains. This is a foreboding mountain range with some of the most rugged peaks east of the Rockies. Here we go. Let's go to the top. Go ahead. But this is more than a personal passion. Tom and Atticus use their love of the mountains to help others. They embarked on an astounding challenge. Raise money to cure cancer. They dedicated their efforts to a friend who had recently died of the disease. We decided we were going to raise money by trying to uh, hike all the 48, 4,000 footers twice in one winter. No dog and man team had ever accomplished such a feat. Outfitted with warm booties, the super schnauzer proved more than up to the challenge of climbing. Tom began posting to a blog about their hikes. Word soon got around. People began pledging donations to cancer research for each peak Atticus and Tom conquered. The journey was arduous. At many points, they nearly gave up. The duo would be tested by Mount Washington, a mountain that has taken 135 lives. It's a scary mountain, and it's a scary idea of climbing it. The world's worst weather, world record for wind speed. And so I was really scared. But the pair made it to the top of Mount Washington. Then they pushed on, knocking out peak after peak. Amazingly, with just eight days of winter left, 
they had completed 81 mountains. Their goal of 96 winter hikes was in reach, but a massive snowstorm shut down the mountains and dimmed their hopes. One of the things in hiking with a dog in the White Mountains is you have to be accommodating to the dog and protect him. Tom didn't want to risk exposing Atticus to the extreme weather, so the two fell just short. While they didn't reach their lofty goal, Tom and Atticus had hiked 81 peaks and raised more than $5,000 for cancer care and research. But after returning from the mountains, Tom makes a devastating discovery. Atticus the miniature schnauzer and his owner Tom have just made doggy history by hiking 81 peaks in New Hampshire's looming White Mountains. The dangerous winter hikes raised over $5,000 to fight cancer, but after returning home, Tom notices a change in Atticus. I, I noticed it first by throwing him a cookie on the floor. Uh, he couldn't see the cookie. Atticus had cataracts and was going blind. Even though the condition is congenital, Tom thought the sunlight reflecting off the snow during the hikes had led to Atticus's blindness. I felt uh, I left, as if I'd left my friend down, who hadn't let me down. He had, um, sorry. It was so important to him that we finish, that even though he was going blind for so long, he saw to it that he got me as far as he could through the winter, getting 81 peaks while he was going blind. And that, to me, was the definition of loyalty. The cataracts were removed, restoring Atticus's vision. Then blood tests revealed something even worse. Atticus showed possible signs of thyroid cancer. The little dog who had raised so much money to fight cancer now was going through a cancer scare himself. Tom turned to Dr. Maureen Carroll of the renowned Angel Animal Hospital. How's Atticus today? We ran one expansive thyroid profile on him that was normal. We repeated it, and it was normal. The blood test came back, and there was nothing wrong with Atticus. All I know is my prayers and the uh, prayers of many people in the community were answered that night. How are you, Addy, huh? <laughs> you ready to hike today, buddy? It wasn't long before Tom and Atticus were back in the mountains. Inspired by Atticus's cancer scare, the duo are now hiking for a new charity, Angel Animal Hospital. I thought we'd like to pay back what was paid to us. I'd like to give money back to people in need who may not be able to afford the treatments for their animals that they love the most. To date, Atticus and Tom have raised over $8,000 for Angel. Atticus is like an extreme athlete who constantly has his game face on. The staff at Angel are grateful for their new star fundraiser. But Atticus and Tom can only stop so long to take in the adoration. They still have mountains to climb. Good boy. Isn't that great? Not every miniature schnauzer is going to be able to hike mountains, but in general, they're very adaptable. Miniature schnauzers are a perfect example of a dog that does well in almost any environment. They do have some health concerns, so look out. Heart and eye problems are common in this breed. There's also a funny condition of, like, uh, blackheads that can develop along the back of their spines. That wiry double coat will become matted if not attended to. If you are going to leave it long, then they're probably going to need daily grooming. Miniature schnauzers love to snuggle and fit in well within the family. It's a wonderful dog. It's a great family-type dog. Loves people. 
The miniature schnauzer is a favorite of trainers. Miniature schnauzers are probably among the smartest breeds that I have ever worked with. I love miniature schnauzers. Every miniature schnauzer is different, but generally this is a highly adaptable breed with a smattering of heart, eye, and other health issues. That coat demands regular grooming and they're a cinch to train. And this is a great all-around family dog. So to recap, the old English sheepdog may have a goofy look, but it's an intelligent breed that bonds with its people. They are a winner if you love grooming a dog. The Chow Chow is an ancient Chinese breed, one of the few dogs with a black tongue. They can be a fierce breed that gives insurance companies pause. The Toy Fox Terrier makes an energetic companion. In fact, the American Kennel Club says if it's a Toy Fox Terrier, it should love to watch TV. The Brittany is a born hunting dog with the nose, temperament, and stamina to excel in the field, in the show ring, and in your family room. The miniature Schnauzer is one of the few breeds that sports a mustache. Their winning personalities are one reason the miniature Schnauzer is gaining in popularity. Remember, every breed of dog is different and an individual may not adhere strictly to breed standards. If you're bringing a dog into your family, do your homework. Check out PetFinder.com to search for specific breeds near you and choose your next best friend wisely.